Welcome to Finding My Joy Podcast. I'm Tyler Garrett, and this episode is called F-R-O-G Frog. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with my friend Isaiah Lopez. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so dry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. Like, normally I don't get interviewed, but... I mean, well, we're not gonna... It's not really going to be an interview today. Oh, yeah. We're just going to have a conversation. We're actually sipping wine right now. So if you hear some like gulps and stuff, that's what's going on. <laughs> um, but today I just want to kind of talk to you guys about uh, some crazy stories that we both recently have gone through. Um, and then first I'm going to start out with my story and then I'll let you hear Isaiah's story. So, for my most recent situation, so this is something um, both of us actually kind of do <laughs> often. <laughs> we just kind of jump without having like a our parachute on, I guess. <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. At times, it can be, um, and but the point of all of this is that God tends to work it out and no god always works it out and it's just crazy how much he works it out so i went home to north carolina recently uh to see my family but i flew on my friend's standby and she didn't have uh let's see how to explain this so when you fly on standby with american airlines the person has to have a certain amount of buddy passes available for you to fly and mm -hmm. so I think it's I think you get 16 it's been a minute since I worked there so I could be wrong but you get a certain amount of buddy passes and so say you get 16 buddy passes mm -hmm. that means you have 16 one-way trips or eight round trips so I was flying and someone else was supposed to be flying on her buddy pass so that meant She's using two at the same time. So possibly two have been used at the same time, pretty much. Correct. So I flew, and then the other person was coming, was flying out, but also they were coming back before me. So that was going to use up the last buddy pass that she had. So before I flew, she explained that to me, and we were going to try to find um, someone else at the airline. Since I worked for the airlines, we were going to see if one of my other friends our, me and her other friends would have a buddy pass for me to get back but that was uncertain until i got there <laughs> so oh my, that just sounds crazy right risky it was hella risky and i didn't have um i was i didn't really have any money because i had just started i work for target now if i haven't explained that before are they assigned like do you have to do if i wanted to use a but if i had buddy passes like would i have to like say hey this person is like on my little buddy system or can you just you like, do have hand... to put the person's like you have to sign them up and put their um like their personal information and their travel information uh... but you're limited to the amount of people that you can hold put on there too so if she put me on there i'm stuck mm -hmm. on there for a year so say i was the last person of her list that could fly and you needed to fly using her passes and she still had some passes left, you wouldn't be able to go up there unless someone else had 
reach their year and she can take them off. Jeez. So it's it's not like that bad though. It tends to work out, but I used to hate letting people fly in my buddy pass. So I'm very appreciative of her for letting me fly. I don't even know who I'll put on mine. People just people come out of nowhere. Like as soon as you say you work for the airlines or they see something from the airlines, everybody is your best friend yeah, now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I, uh, but the the it it's better now because the person has to pay for their flight. It's um, it doesn't come out of like your paycheck or anything like it used to. So. Oh, that person so needs have, to make sure they have the money after they fly. So you have fly. to work for the airline in order to have these things. To have this option. Yeah, oh, so my friend okay. works. I'm sorry. I'm my friend works right. for American Airlines, mm-hmm. so she has these buddy passes. Okay. Because of her, as part of her employee benefits. I see, I see. So, long story short, I didn't have a way home. I had a way there. That is if I got on a flight, because you're flying standby. Um, and coming from San Diego, you have to connect. And I could get from San Diego to Charlotte, but Charlotte is a a busy airport. So sometimes it's hard to get out of Charlotte. Plus on the East Coast, weather is not the best at this time of year. So there was a possibility I could get stuck in Charlotte and just be sitting in there. (laughs) (laughs) Either I would have to use another one of her buddy passes and fly back to San Diego, or I would have to figure out something else. So I... um, because I connected in Charlotte. I figured if I connect in Charlotte, someone from Raleigh would come and pick me up if I got stuck. Uh, so more risk on that. Um, that you actually reminded me. So when <laughs> when I got stuck, when I got to Charlotte, the first flight was full and there was no space for me to get on. So I got pushed onto another flight. I think I remember seeing that in your story. Or something. I think I texted you about it. Yeah. Because I... I didn't want to post it. Because <laughs> I was asked, I think I had asked you how, I asked you something, and then we ended up talking, and then you Oh, yeah, upset. and I was like, I'm probably yeah. stuck, or something like that. And then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy like, thing uh, is, I was so calm this whole time, because I'm used to flying standby, so mm-hmm. I knew what I had put myself it, what I gotten myself yeah. into, so I um, <laughs> so <laughs> all the first flight, it gets delayed. I mean, the second flight that I'm waiting to get on, it gets delayed, um, about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are already pissed. There's another flight that could. I think it was delayed for maintenance. There's another flight that I could have gotten on, but they had told us that our flight was supposed to be leaving before that. Mm-hmm. And then, so I didn't get moved on to that flight. That flight went and left, and our flight got delayed again. I think we got delayed, like, two or three times. And I'm just sitting here like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and I was texting my mom and my sister because they had already made it to Raleigh Airport, which is where I was supposed to be getting yeah. picked up at. And I was like, y'all want to drive to Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> I've been like, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <got> much. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so that flight's delayed. People are going like, it's looking like it's going to get canceled at this point. Yeah. And like other people are getting pissed off. And if this one got delayed, like there is no other option because all of the, so part of being able to fly on standby 
or part of being an employee, you can see how good your options are. And she, um, so there were no other good flights leaving. All of the other ones were full. So I wouldn't have, if I missed this flight that I've been waiting for for hours, I wouldn't have been able to go. I was also very low on the standby list. I think I was like number 15 of people who were trying to fly standby. But because the flight delayed so many times, Mm -hmm. people got off the flight. So that allowed more space for me. Move up the ladder. I was the last person to get on the flight. (laughs) Oh my god. And I was still it's still nerve wracking because if someone came back um, or like someone more important like a pilot or something that needed to catch that flight, I would be taken off the flight. So I wasn't good (laughs) until we took Mm. off pretty much. But um so that was just getting I would have been a nervous wreck on that flight. I wasn't though. And I don't I don't know if it was just the peace of trusting in God or just being that I've gone through this situation so many times before. I was just like chill and I was laughing at all the people going off. I guess too because I was flying standby so I didn't lose any money. So but yeah and I just knew what to expect so Mm -hmm. what were you about to say? I think that's like one of those things like depending on how many times you've gone through that depends on how nervous you can get. Because I can have a tire blow out on the highway, on the driver's side, and I have to change the tire on a busy highway. And I'll just be like, oh, well, here yeah, I go again with this. Yeah, probably a little bit. And cause... I'll just be like, whatever. Or like on my past trip where I got stranded in the middle of nowhere. At, I can't wait till you tell that yeah, story. That was, yeah, that was a whole other Jesus Christ. But <laughs> that, um, I think it's like one of those things, like depending how often you go through it, and then course god being there too you're just like oh well he'll figure it out it'll so something will happen you know gotta do what you gotta yeah. do <laughs> so i mean i'm surprised you got on the list typically i've hardly ever seen that go through for anyone really though because i always see people getting like booted off the list or they the flight's already full let me explain that a little further too so you have um you have people who have confirmed tickets but then you also have under that revenue standby. So these are people who paid for tickets and maybe missed their flight or mm. flight got full and they got pushed over or something. I'm not completely 100% sure how all that works. But these are people who paid and their priority is above your priority as someone on an employee side. So on the employee side, you're a non-revenue standby. So if there were... 10 people who missed the, their flight before and they got put on this flight, that's 10 people now ahead of me that weren't ahead of me before. Um, but there's also priority levels as non-revenue. So if you, as an an employee, you can fly on a D1 or a D2 pass. Okay. And D1, you only get a few of those to use and that's the highest priority that you can use. And you would use that in a scenario like, look, I got to be at work on Monday. This flight doesn't look good. There's too many non-revenue standbys. Mm -hmm. So you would use that to put yourself above them. And then D2 is just flying regular. Okay. And then your guest, they fly on D3. So if any employees 
or like captains and I mean pilots and stuff like that were on that same flight as you their priority no matter when they signed up is still higher than yours because you're a guest and you fly on the lowest priority plus there's also d2p which is for parents and this is just american airlines um, so it's probably different for every airline every airline is probably different whatever. but i'm sure it's similar in some mm-hmm. way uh so that's how low on the totem pole i was flying so uh thank god made it to north carolina <laughs> um I got there. I didn't really have. I went there with not a lot of money in the first place um, because I just started at Target. So I didn't have money to get a rental car. I was waiting on some money to come that I'll just skip ahead to that part. It never came like it was supposed to. It And then it came in a check in the mail. So I would have been screwed anyway because it was supposed to be direct deposit. Yeah. Um. But that was money I was waiting for, and that was how I was going to get through the trip. But since it didn't come until I got home, it didn't help me um, at all. Um, What else did it mess up? So I had rent coming up um, with my roommate. I paid my roommate rent on the 10th instead of on the 1st. And I uh, wasn't working, so there was no way to build up the money. But also not having that money, I couldn't get a rental car. So hanging out with people was kind of hard. Uh, But my aunt allowed me to use her car a couple times. And that actually helped me throughout the trip. So that was a blessing. She also blessed me um, in some other ways to help me cover some other things that I needed to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was just... That trip was everything... I was just kind of go with the flow because I I was limited. I didn't have the money. I didn't have a lot of resources. So I just kind of went with the punches. And in the end, God worked everything out. I got to see quite a few people. I had two friends come all the way. So this is like where I was staying at my aunt's house is not yeah. where all my friends were. Um, my friends are in Raleigh and I was staying in Pikeville at my aunt's house. And this is like an hour, hour and a half away from my friend's. Because some were in Durham, um, North Carolina too. And I had two friends actually drive up to pick me up just to hang out. Mm-hmm. And drove me back home. So I was like, that was pretty dope. See, um, It's good to have friends like that. Yeah, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I had to reevaluate yeah. my weight myself. Yeah. I said, am I a friend like that? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you here thinking of them. You question how good <laughs> like, a friend you are. I don't know, but I I, I want to be that friend at least. Mm-hmm. I know what I can grow to. Uh, so that was pretty much everything. The flight back situation, um, actually worked out too, because the person who was supposed to use her other her last buddy pass mm-hmm. didn't use it. Um. Mm-hmm. And she just purchased a ticket home. So then that left the buddy pass open for me to fly back. Um, but prior, even before that, one of my two of my old coworkers had offered to give let me use their buddy passes to get home. So even if she didn't have that one, you still would have had I that still would have had back. two other opportunities. But I didn't find those out till closer to the time for me leaving, in a sense. So 
I was still just like, still just I don't just know. Look, we'll see what happens. Out there on faith, really, just trying to figure out, like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So, I bring this story up because I've been working a lot on trusting God. Um, my favorite scripture right now is Proverbs 3 and 5, and it, um, I'm going to mess it up. But it's tr- I believe it's trusting the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And so... That's what I've been focusing on, and I've been really just a lot of things. I I used to be the type of person to stress and worry a lot about things that I cannot change. Um, and I've gotten to a point where it's like, well, dang, you screwed up. Uh, <laughs> you deal with the consequences, and you keep it moving. And every time, God fixes it. Mm-hmm. or does something to help me out of it. Uh, so I've just been trusting in God a lot more. And um, I I do jump, like I said, often. Uh, like my move here, if you've listened to the first episode, I explained how I um, the day before I was supposed to get here, I didn't have anywhere to stay. Just out here. Well, not to San Diego, sorry. My when I first moved to California, going to Long Beach, I had no, I didn't have somewhere to stay because I screwed up my communication. And that, like an hour before I was supposed to get on my flight here, I was actually flying standby then too. <laughs> didn't explain mm. that in the first story. Um, my I hit up my friend Robin, who at that time we weren't like really friends like that. We didn't talk often. Um, I don't even think we had one-on-one conversations at that point. But I talked to Robin, and she immediately just said, yeah, I could go stay with her. And um, that worked out. And this is, like I said, a few hours before my flight. So I kind of, I jump a lot. This I do a lot of jumping. Even though I think I've planned everything out, something, something always slips through slips. the cracks, and God always works it out. Um. When we get back, though, I want Isaiah to share his story that actually inspired me on my last trip to just kind of F it and just do it. (laughs) Um, I do want to add that the reason I was so adamant about getting home is because of the program that I'm in right now for studying for becoming a financial advisor and my part-time job at Target is going to take away my time from coming back home to North Carolina for a while. So October was the only time that I had to yeah. get home. So I was like, I need to make it work because I'm not going to be able to see my family for the holidays. And then after that, I'm going to be on a rigorous schedule studying more and training for the financial advisor yeah. for like nine months. So, Yeah, sometimes you have to just... and Well, sometimes you just have to just like say whatever i'm going to do this yeah because sometimes that's also like for your mental well-being as well because that's the past times like this past august and then the few times before that that's pretty much what it boiled down to like i need to just go yeah and take some time for me i also learn a lot of lessons mm-hmm. doing this too um if God doesn't work it out. 
there was a reason and there's something I learn out of it and it brings me closer to him in a different mm-hmm. way um, about like just being better at listening to him and what he's trying to tell me. That's like a lesson I learned and then just other small lessons that are re- related to the situation that's going on. Sure. Um, but after this break, we'll be right back and Isaiah is going to come back on and tell you how he's done some crazy stuff like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. So I'm going to let Isaiah just kind of talk for a minute. He has quite a few stories of where he just kind of jumped the gun and just went all the way. I do want to explain because I didn't explain yet. The title of the episode is FROG, and I got this acronym from my mother. So FROG stands for Fully Rely on God. And so that's kind of... That's pretty much what we've been doing in a lot of situations, me and Isaiah. And he has a lot more stories to tell you about where he did that. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to him and let him explain. Yeah. So um, I'd probably say like the first one was when I went to tech, uh, not well, went to Missouri and as I told you, I was working on the Navy base at this contracting job. And uh, what's interesting about that job is, like, quitting that job and, like, going to Missouri. It kind of actually had reminded me why I had left the Marines. Like, when I said, I'm out, I'm done. Like, everything stupid going on at that job <laughs> what literally reminded me why I had left the left the military all to begin with and um it was just very interesting because I wasn't supposed to quit till like two weeks later but just because of the guy throwing the chair that night the wait wait back up (laughs) you gotta tell them the story now (laughs) because they're gonna be so confused yeah well we had this guy he um he had PTSD very bad oh very bad so I guess it's not funny, but it is funny, but... <laughs> gray area. Yeah, yeah, it's like when everyone has gray areas, and then if they're mad about it, they can share what, with me what they thought. But anyway, um, right. he had PTSD really bad, and someone else had said something to to him, because he also had a lot of uh, drama with his Other kid and, oh, okay. and the mother and a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, we had this guy, he always would crack jokes, corny jokes all night. (laughs) So he had included the baby mama in one of the jokes. Oh, that's dirty. He, they started arguing, wanted to fight, but then he ended up throwing the chair at him. And that just, he did, luckily it didn't hit the guy. I kind of wish it did, but it... (laughs) Just it was just oh it was just stupid it was just stupid and then later on at night there's another person they got sick supposedly but then they we found out that they had went and hung out at one of the barracks yeah thirty there was a lot of drama so dude was just pissed yeah and somehow this came out on you yeah and I was just like (laughs) just sitting there like you just sit there and you're just like do I really need do I really need to be exposed to this craziness right now and then um prior to that like the weeks prior like everything on the job was just like it was just stupid because like I I didn't like the fact 
Because sometimes we would go into work and we wouldn't have to do anything, but we would have to sit there. Yeah. And I don't like going places and just sitting there for nothing to do. So I was just like, yeah, this is stupid. And then <laughs> I'd already asked him once if I could like take some time off to go visit family or do whatever. And they had said no. And then um, it was at one of those points where it was the summer point where I was before I got let go from uh, Tesla. Like you mentally, like I just needed a break. Mm-hmm. And the thing I learned when I was working at Tesla's is like, you don't wait for them to tell you a break. You take the break when you know you need a break. Because yeah. when you, if you wait for them to tell you, that's when things start getting bad. And that's when you start having all these other issues, issues and everything else. So I just went into the office the morning when the day workers started showing up. And I told them my two-week notice, yeah, my last day was last night. So whatever you got to do with the check, send it, deposit it. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm not going to be here tonight. So, <laughs> And um, literally that um, I didn't show up. The next day, I went to L.A. to a food festival. and Were you supposed to be working? Yeah, I was supposed to be working. Oh. And I'm at the food festival. We're sitting there drinking, laughing, joking and stuff. And um, I was catching up with a friend of mine. And she was sharing me everything that's going on with her. And uh, it was overall, it was really good. I I will say I enjoyed the company, being able to catch up and the food. The food was like, yeah. yeah. But, um... After the food festival, I got out of there around 11.30 p.m. And um, I've always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. So I was just like, Wait, well, what? I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon. And um, I had already kind of was kind of playing with the idea of going to the Grand Canyon here before school started. Because I was just like, well, I have like a whole week and a half. So I might as well make the most of it. And then um, it was only like eight hours eight nine hours to drive there so i was just like okay fine only whatever. yeah well, <laughs> well for me that's a short drive it's well it's not short but it's not not a big as deal. long as it could be because i've i mean i've driven cross country numerous times now so it's um i hit the road but i ended up spending the night in my car at this um it was like some kind of clinic i think or something i don't know I uh, just made sure I parked for the security cameras in case something did happen. Like, oh, okay. You know, I had to have to make some evidence. <laughs> and then um, the next morning, woke up around 5, got to the, drove to the Grand Canyon, got there. I made really good time. Really good time. I actually got there like an hour before I was supposed to get there. And then um, walked around. It was really nice. Um, I was able to get a pass for all the national parks for free, too. Dang. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to be putting that to use. Yeah, how because, do I get one? And I'll ride with you. <laughs> you just, um, well, military people get one for free. You just show your military ID and boom, they should they give you Recruiting one. Recruiting right there. Everybody yeah. listen. Yeah, so. <laughs> Join the military. <laughs> you get a lot of, if you need ideas, hit me up and I will give you plenty of ideas. <laughs> and place, also businesses that will give you $5,000 off on the price of a car too. But that's we'll talk after. Yeah. So um, I went there, walked around. Um, after I walked around, I walked around. There's not really much to see, but there is much to see, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
a lot of people there will kind of go take a few photos and they bounce up out of there because it is kind of one of those places that's like really off of any paths to get to any road trips that you may be on because I ended up driving an hour out of the way off um, the path um, to get there. So um, after I got done, I was just kind of like, well, I'm not ready to go back to California. So here I am. I mean, like, what should I do? So I started thinking and then um, I just Googled, you know, how far away I was from Missouri, where I'm from. So I said I was 13 hours. So I was just like, hmm, okay. Dang. So I um, just started driving. I hadn't, at this point, I hadn't fully committed. I just said, we'll just start driving and see how the drive goes. Wow. So I started driving, one hour turned into two, two turned into three, um, next thing I know it was getting dark, and then I was just like, well, might as well keep on going. For me, like, if I get, like, a good playlist going, or, like, I'm listening to something really interesting, mm-hmm. that time you don't realize, um, 13 hours, though, I don't even know. I do have a question, though. How far is Missouri from California? Missouri to California is driving. If you drive straight through, it's twenty four to twenty six hours. Oh, so you and were like, I'm already halfway there. Then yeah. Why not go the other half in a yeah. sense? Yeah. And I've um I've done the drive from San Diego to Missouri about four times. Mm. And I've driven from Missouri all the way to North Carolina twice. Oh. <laughs> and driven from Missouri up to Northern Michigan once in the oh. middle of a snowstorm and that was not yeah you don't recommend it i don't recommend it i don't recommend it, but my little nissan cube got me through it so <laughs> it was it was that was an interesting trip but the um spent the night at a rest stop and um in texas and it was i don't know i just most of these trips like i'll typically just like spend a night in my car um i find it interesting you see a lot of things on the road (laughs) and you meet a lot of really interesting people and a lot of these people like you start talking to a few of them like there's people that are out there just driving around because that's their life like they don't like being in I guess like what we consider normal lives normal civilization whatever so they're just out there because there's been times in which I've met people and they're just like I'm just going here then after there I'm gonna go there and then after that I'm gonna go here and that's just what they do there's a lot of people now, I, I don't know if it's, like, becoming a fad, but, or, I mean, I guess it's been something that's happened for a long time, but a lot more people are talking about it and doing it, where, like, people rent out, um, I mean, not rent out, will buy vans and trucks and live out of, or buses even, I've seen. Mm-hmm. My mom sends me a lot of those things, mm-hmm. but people, like, just live out of their van and bus and just travel and the world. Just doing whatever. It's pretty cool, though. Um, it's, um, I just don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it's kind of weird because, um, I've actually have been looking into buying a, a tiny house too, and I actually have a tour consultation I'm supposed to go to here in another month to where we're going to go and look at some models and discuss pricing and all that sort of thing. But when I was working at the car dealership, we actually had a van that got traded in. And it was outfitted to live in. Really? Yes. They were 
selling we ended up selling the van for 35 but we were only asking 32 nice but i guess i knew the sales guy said some crazy like there's a whole bunch of people interested in it but <laughs> if you opened it up like it was literally like you could have a place to set up a bed there's like an area for a desk like you could live in this thing my mom would have loved that yeah and it's um i think the thing that's kind of sparking it now i guess with the rising rent prices especially here yeah. in san diego and it's leaving a lot of people with no other option but to look into like something like a tiny house or a van or whatever another you know. thing i just thought of like the a lot of people are paying rent prices for their car payments in a sense yeah. like people are telling me about 500 600 car payments like it's regular and I got my $165 car payment, and it's, I'm like, it's that's crazy. still too much. It's crazy. Um, that was probably one of the most shocking things I saw when I was at the car dealership. Because I remember one time we had a guy, a uh, car, someone came and bought a Ford Fusion, brand new. But the salespeople, they're not supposed to leave the finance paperwork in the car. They're not supposed to. Oh. But they left the payment, they left some of the documents in the car and they had one of them had what the payment that they had agreed on in the terms and it was like I wanted to gouge my eyes out when I looked at it because the payment they agreed on was 955 bucks a month ain't no way you yeah. better but it's a fusion you can't even live out of that if you yeah. barely sleep and in it one night I guess to make it make it what makes it worse is the fact that it was not even a fully equipped Ford Fusion. Wow. And it's normal. Yeah. It's the sales guy told us it's normal. Like there's people paying like $1,000 a month for a car. That's insane. Yeah. So it's, um, crazy, but yeah, drove to Missouri, stayed a few days. I didn't stay as long as I would have liked to. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the way back, is when the trip got a little interesting because I had underestimated the cost. Because when I got to Missouri, I ended up having to buy, replace a tire. Because literally drove there and um, with some of, I've only, I don't know if other tire brands do this, but I know with each time I've had Bridgestones, like a white line appears on the tire when it's time to replace them. Isn't that like when the tread yeah, is like really, but, really low? Yeah, but those are like the little treads in the tire. But like, this is like a white line that's been painted on the tire or something. Oh. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Or unless, I don't know. Maybe I've just never paid attention to it. But um, I ended up replacing a tire. Um, I went ahead and replaced two of the front ones because they were both on their way out. And then um, that was more money than I was thinking it was going to be. Then plus yeah. I had to get the oil change as well. Because you car. didn't drive there expecting to change tires. Yeah, and all that stuff. And then um, on the way back, about... Um, when I got to Colorado, I was able to spend the night there. I had some friends that lived there, and they were letting me spend the night. Um, grateful for them. And then um, when I got to... I was probably about 200 miles outside of San Diego. And I ran out of gas. Literally, I had already been on e and i had drove it all the way down to it said you had five miles of range and i was thinking okay so i was at the going up a hill too 
Oh, God. And I was thinking, like, okay, so if I just kind of able to kind of let it coast down the hill, I'm there has to be a gas station at the end of this hill. Has to be. <laughs> so I'm coasting down the hill, and there, luckily, there was a gas station. There was. Oh, but and but you know I'm but halfway going down the hill it has said zero miles of range left, so I'm just like okay this gas station so I get to the gas station there's no pumps what there's no pumps I was like, like they're out of order or it oh it's like just like a convenience store then no there was like areas for the pumps there's only one pump there but that one pump was not plugged it's not it wasn't hooked up it wasn't what the working hell? and um. It, I guess it was just like a brand new gas station. Like oh. there was like some construction stuff out there and stuff. And then I there's a casino next door to it, and you have people. It's like and the it, what made it worse is that I had to drive up another hill to get to the gas station. Wow. And I'm just like, what the? Oh my god. The gas station that doesn't work. Yeah. So, <laughs> at this point, it's like one thirty in the morning, and um. I was trying to come up with ways as to, like, how can I do this? Like, how can I somehow, like, get some gas? Like, every idea through the, in the book was running through my head. Like, you name it, I thought I considered it. I can't even, other than going to the yeah. gas station, like, what the hell else are you supposed to do? I mean, I guess you could call it AAA and they could gas you up. If you have AAA, you could call your insurance if that's paid. <laughs> Well, that's what I ended up having to do because I would have asked a friend, but see, I'd already asked her earlier for some money and she was actually able to transfer me some money. That's pretty nice. Thankfully. Um, I'd asked her because, uh, they had took my auto pay for my insurance out. Oh yeah. That morning while I, I was, hate, yeah, while I was sleeping. That caught me on a lot of things, the auto like, pay, but you have to do the auto pay to get the mm-hmm. discount or you forget to pay it. Yeah, so you have to have auto pay. Yeah, because I forget. The only thing is I can, for some reason, remember to pay my car note and my rent. Pretty I don't much even remember it. those, unfortunately. Yeah. I need, <laughs> I need to budget better. That's why I'm working on becoming a financial advisor so I can advise myself. Mm-mm. Shoot. So I, um, I was actually able to call my insurance, but the lady I spoke to the first time didn't hit the submit. So I was ending up, I ended up sitting there and, um, I sat there for like a whole hour and a half, almost two hours. And I'm like, where is this tow truck? Because the insurance, um, agent, they ended up transferring like three other times. But the last one said that it'd probably be easiest if we said the car broke down because she said sometimes tow truck drivers apparently they don't like to come out there with just a gas can they're like well that's your own fault da, 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 da. so dang I'm, you yeah. still getting paid yeah exactly so <laughs> what she told me is it's like i will put in here that the car broke down and i'm just like oh that's reasonable i mean it's a Volkswagen. i mean it broke down i mean who knows <laughs> so but she didn't hit submit oh i get what you just said yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> they um and that thing's actually been sending me some weird messages lately, too. But um, <laughs> anyway, they uh, didn't hit submit, so I ended up calling them and asking, like, hey, you know, I'm out here. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. They got some weird people running around here. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not scared of them, but I'm not exactly trying to become friends with these people. <laughs> so 
They're just like, oh, it shows that uh, they didn't hit submit. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Lopez, we are so sorry. I'm just like, sure you are. Right. Sure you are. Because <laughs> I've, had, I've had, me and USA, it's been like. It was USAA? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, we've been, me and USA, we, we have a very bad relationship. I had three toes cancel on me recently when I when my car broke down before I went to tour to Alaska through USAA but it's not USAA it's the companies that they contract with that kept you think so yeah because my I never had a bad experience with USAA other than that the tow company yeah they um because there was an issue I had with the Volkswagen dealership because you at the Volkswagen dealership asked me to talk to USA because the Volkswagen dealership said they refused. Yeah, that turned into oh, a whole. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it got okay. bad, got real bad. But um, anyway, the anyway, yeah, they um, she finally was able to get a tow truck driver to come out there, and then um, he called me up. I guess he's probably been in this scenario before because <laughs> he called me about thirty minutes after they actually submitted the request, and he said, "Hey." Um, do you really, is your car really broke down or do you just need a gas can? And I'm just like, so I start like, well, I'm like thinking like, should I lie? Yeah, because of what she just told you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I'm just like, honestly, dude, listen, I'm supposed to be in San Diego tomorrow morning because I have to go to work. And I really like anything. Like, I'm going to, I will do anything. Just please bring me a gas can. So (laughs) he's just like, Okay, whatever. So, he's just like, well, I'm in San Diego, so you're going to have to wait. I'm just like, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I'm here, please, just bring me a gas can. So, literally about another hour passes by. By this point, it's like almost 3 in the morning. And he finally shows up with the gas can. And I'm just like, thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so (laughs) thankful. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, duh, duh. And he's actually, he is actually a really kind dude, really kind dude. And he, um, it actually, he brought more gas than what the people at USA had told him. Apparently he said USA had told him to only bring like four gallons. And he actually ended up bringing, I don't know, I think it was like, it had to have been at least like eight or nine. Wow. How far were you from San Diego at this point? I was like about 200 miles or so outside. Oof. So I actually was able to make it. So back. you had to wait for him to come from San Diego to Yeah. All the way out to where I was. Oh. But I think he may have only did it because he had had another trip he had to go to as well. Oh, okay. So it kind of it kind of played out for both of us. Yeah. And he um I drove back um and actually when I got home was back down to 5 miles of range again. Dang. Yeah. But luckily I had a my last check from my job was waiting on me. Oh, okay. on the the counter at the in the house. So the next morning, I was able to take care of yeah a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, that was probably the most recent one where you um, jumped. Oh, you oh. know, I just thought of what I didn't think of this when we started all of this, but so my I got the whole like jumping uh term from my sister because mm-hmm. recently she told me that I'm good at just jumping and just, and just doing stuff. But it goes in line with my mom's thing where she says frog, fully rely on God. So mm-hmm. we're like frogs, we're jumping, whatever. thought that was cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the grammatical term for that. There's something. But, um, I wouldn't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like almost borderline failing English, but <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> I'd say probably before that was actually earlier this year. Um, when I was working at Tesla, I got fired from there January eighth of this year. Oh dang! Yeah, because um, pretty much me and the manager we just had like a falling out. Pretty much, I told him he sucked. You know, <laughs> his job, and that's that. And um, I'm actually still pretty good friends with all the people I worked with from mm-hmm. there. Um, no hard feelings for any of them. Um, but I ran to Texas about a month after I got fired because I started doing Uber full time. Mm-hmm. And um, after I, after two weeks, I had um, ran to the desert and just pretty much went off the grid for two days. Not looking back, it would definitely was not the best thing I did, <laughs> considering a lot of people had got worried and a whole bunch of things. And then um, some of my actions from that had transpired from that. Um, and also while I was in Texas and even a few months after I got back from Texas or leading to or part of the reason why I'm in some of the situations now. But um, nothing crazy, just a shrink, but. Mm-hmm. I remember talking about you going to Texas and then we were like trying to put everything together to see if this was the right move. And then I remember talking about you coming back and seeing if that was the right move. I think regardless of, unfortunately, there are things that happened that weren't the best. I think though, for me, it's like I'd rather know I'd rather find out if something is going to work out or not work out mm-hmm. than to just think like, oh, no, it's not going to work out and yeah. never get to experience it. Now you you can say that you went to Texas and, okay, and it didn't work it. out. Yeah. Now it's not something sitting on your heart later mm-hmm. to see if it will work out, you know. Yeah, and I, um, because I've always wanted to go to Texas. And um, overall, I liked it. Overall, I liked it. Would I move back to Texas? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely move back there for sure. Now you're better prepared. Yeah. Too. And it's like, um, I have like a better understanding as to what, how, um, what all would go into it. Cause originally I was under the impression that I could go work at Lowe's or something. Cause I was working at Lowe's full time with quotations because <laughs> what I didn't know is that I would have to, like, they would hire, I would, they was, they were scheduling me for 40 hours a week when I started off but after um they decided to keep me around so afterwards they would only schedule you for like 30 and you would have to flex for the additional 10 hours that way you could get your full-time paycheck mm. it was it was like a whole weird system yeah and um I was just like oh okay so now we're back in this boat again <laughs> And I couldn't Uber there because a couple times I did take an Uber. The Uber drivers told me that the business there in San Antonio just wasn't there like it is here in San Diego. Yeah. So. It's the same in North Carolina. It's not. You're not going to make as much. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I can't do that. Um, so my, I guess like I was kind of limited as to what it was I could do. And then plus, like, looking at the fact, like, so I'm having to pay rent. I still have this car note that I have to pay. Mm-hmm. Insurance, phone. So, I was just like, yeah. 
And then with the school thing, I wouldn't have been able to start until the following semester because of just the times and everything. So I ended up deciding to just come back. Plus the military. Yeah. Our unit. Yeah, and that was paying... I could have been paying one fifty, oh, you know, to come back every month for the plane ticket. But the thing about that was is that now it's coming out of my pocket yeah. for this. And then sometimes I'm not able to commit until the last minute. And now I'm looking at three fifty for a plane ticket. Let me cut in real fast. Um, I didn't mention before that we were both in the Air Force Reserves and we we're in the same unit mm-hmm. out of um, California. And that's actually how we know each other. But um, what he's referring to is being that he was in Texas, he was still obligated to come to drill sure. weekends, which are once a month with our unit, where he would have to come all the way back to California. So mm-hmm. if he were to purchase his tickets earlier, they would be like 150 but with the struggle with the finances and his job not giving him the hours, he was only able to get his tickets at last minute yeah, opportunities. And that rose the ticket to like three to $400. $400. So that's what he's saying. Yeah, because like sometimes like we're trying to get the scheduling together mm-hmm. and everything. Because like it was no problem for them to give me off for, you know, the weekend. Like that Saturday and that Sunday. It was the Friday and the Monday. The traveling that days. That were, yeah, preventing me from being able to fully commit there. Because I would have to wait to see, okay, do I have to work Friday? If so, what time do I have to work Friday? Do I have to work Monday? If so, what time do I have to work? Because they're only obligated to give you that military time. They are supposed, if you have a travel yeah. day though, they are supposed to give you a travel day. But I don't think that counts on the back end. So like when... Sunday is over and you need to fly back out Sunday night or Monday, yeah. you wouldn't have that Monday opportunity. Yeah, because I was to have to like figure out like, you know, when do I have to be back at work and I Yeah, because we had to work at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like, plus, what the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah. So it, it's just, it's like a whole lot of mazes that you have to tran- go through for that. And then um, overall, though, I really enjoyed it. I met a lot of cool people while I was there. Um, helped, actually was able to help someone with a car accident while I was there too. And, um, overall I would definitely go back. I would recommend going to Texas to anyone. The people there are super cool, super friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, Whataburger is better than In-N-Out. I will say that. I'm going to say two things. I don't like either one, so. <laughs> <laughs> I will, that is definitely better. In-N-Out is so regular, yeah. but. I'm gonna let y'all have that. Mm-hmm. And then um prior prior to that was when I was in the um the navy and uh when I was in A school in Pensacola, Florida. I um when I was there in Pensacola, Florida, I was uh uh I was there for a good while, a year and a half. Your school was a year? The school was a year well the school was really only four months. But and- the thing was was like the backlog, like there's so many people. So it's like it's like your your buddy system was for the airlines. So oh, like yeah. you just kind of were waiting in the line until your your number was called and then you could go. Wow. Yeah, it was so many people. That's weird. Yeah. Because like, so I've only I only know Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so for tech school, it's kind of already outlined when you're supposed to yeah. go to your tech school mm-hmm. when you're when you actually show up for basic. So with the Navy, it's not really outlined. They just kind of keep you it's... waiting until space is available type. It's outlined, but see, the issue with that school was, because um, I was an air crewman, and the thing was, is like some of the different training exercises that they would have us do, certain people wouldn't pass them, so then they would get dropped to the class after. So then that would throw someone else off, and they would, and it would kind of just kind of throw things off a little bit. Oh, they um, need to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and then you also have the issue with so many people going into that, because they would send like pretty much like, Five different jobs all through the same school literally so you have like it's like sending oh, I, I understand yeah like it's like having like um like the easiest thing for like the things i know the most of is like if you're like working at like a car dealership so it's like sending the salesman the detailer the service advisor the service worker and everyone through the same one school okay and then, like, you imagine you have, like, 30 people in each of those roles. And so you're sending all these people through the same classroom, but the classroom only has seats for 20 people. Mm-hmm. So you still have all these other people here that, you okay, you have to wait, but you guys are the next class. Oh, still some left over? You're the next class. They need to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, it they was, like, this whole there. stupid scenario. But in the what it actually helped me do is, like, um, it gave me all this free time. So, like, literally, I would wake oh. up. I was only tied to the Navy from, like, 7 a.m. to 4 in the afternoon. After that, I'm free to do free. whatever. So, I ride my bike. Um, in this time period, about three weeks after I got there, um, my granddad got real sick. And he lived in Mobile, Alabama. So, only, like, two hours away. And um, they thought he was actually going to pass away at one point, which had through my um graduation date off for the school off because they um i asked them, i had talked to them about it, and they said okay yeah you can go see him so i rented the car drove to mobile alabama mm. came back he didn't pass away thankfully yeah and um continued with school and everything but i had became friends with the people at the hertz rental car counter at pensacola regional airport so those people <laughs> amazing so good friends to have <laughs> yeah good friends to have over there and um every uh, from that, every other weekend, they would let me know if they had a special going on on rental cars and everything. So while I was in Pensacola, Florida, I had um, a couple good friends, um, Wallace Kearns and then um, this guy named Stevens. And uh, Stevens. they actually asked me one day, hey, you want to go to New Orleans? And I was just like, sure. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, because, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, we'll probably go like next week or in two weeks. And I'm like, when are we going to go? And they're like, um, we're going to leave probably in a couple hours. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, okay. And then um, they're like, because we just know that you have the rental cars and stuff and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to pay for anything. Just We just have to, you know, drive us or we can take turns driving. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's All fine. Right. So we went to um, New Orleans. I didn't, you know, pretty much I just had to just show up. Um, New Orleans was awesome. I loved it. Missed it. I miss it. I'm definitely going to go back there. And then, um... I want to cut you off, but I had, um... I went to New Orleans by myself one mm-hmm. year for my birthday. And I... This is going to change the subject slightly, 
But I noticed that when I do a lot of things by myself, I kind of, this is not to take away from friends or anything, but you kind of enjoy I get what you're the saying. situation a lot more um, because you're forced to enjoy and be in the moment. Like yeah. when you're with friends, it's automatically like, let's get drunk and like, like, let's yeah. have fun. You don't experience things. Uh, I, as well i get what you're saying completely i get what you're saying because like even when i was in um the times i've gone on my travels by myself like you were just kind of forced to just kind of really just engage with other people yeah and just kind of really take in like i'm not i mean just like you said like not to talk about any of my friends because all my friends are awesome right and alone. i love traveling with them and but, i love drinking so <laughs> yeah but i mean there's certain times in which you're just you know yeah you just you have to like okay like i have to and you have to figure everything out on your own it's not Mm -hmm. like well what do you guys want to do today well automatically let's go find somewhere to drink and let's get something to eat and then with friends you have to figure out what everyone wants to eat when you do stuff on your own you're forced to figure all those things out on your own and make decisions for Mm -hmm. yourself and then you just get stuck um, exploring Still, things that you wouldn't think you would never. you would probably never explore if you were along with other people because yeah. you don't have a million opinions holding you back yeah. from it and mm-hmm. I don't know it was just uh, it was life changing for me it was a really good trip there were some things that went askew like I met some friends um, there and I messed up in a way that I didn't know I was messing up um and I stayed with uh, a little sister that used to be my stepsister. Um, mm-hmm. But she was working the whole time I was there. So I was, like, just catching trolleys. And New Orleans is, like, not technically deemed one of the <laughs> safest places to just be out there by yourself. Just but run on the streets. I was, just, I was back and forth on the trolley. Like, I was local and... In a sense, that's the thing. It, like, forces you to be more local, too. Yeah. You become a local in a way. And I don't know. I just enjoyed my time, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed my peace, I guess. I can understand that completely. And Sorry to cut you off. Oh, it's, it's cool. Because, like, um, the one I'm going to talk to you about next is actually sort of where I was kind of forced to kind of do take on that more localized role. Oh, then that worked out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think what's significant about the time when I was in uh, Pensacola is that um, there is one weekend in particular I remember specifically. And um, it was like I was supposed to leave Pensacola because I'd already graduated from school and everything. Um, About three weeks later, I was going to schedule to leave. And um, this weekend, my friends at Hertz, they said, hey, we have a car special, blah, blah, blah. So I came in and I was actually able to keep the car for a whole week this time. Wow. And um, only pay for, like, literally, like, 40 bucks for it. What the hell? Yeah, those people were, they were hooking it up I over need there. those friends. So I went over there, grabbed this little Chevy Cruze, and um, <laughs> drove. I was just driving all over Pensacola, sightseeing and stuff, me and friends. And then um, when the weekend got there, I called my grandmother and asked her where, what they were, what she was up to. I called my grandmother every week. And she uh, was saying that her, her sister, her husband, and um, their niece were all in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. 
And Atlanta was only four hours away. So I was just kind of thinking, like, just like when I went to the Grand Canyon in Missouri, I was like, mm, no, it's just that's doable. Hours. I mean, that's hella doable for yeah. your standards. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. Um, I said, well, I can be there in a few hours. And she, she of course, was all excited and stuff. So I went, saw him, um, got to see my niece and everything. And then um, on the way back, I stopped in Mobile, Alabama to see my granddad. Right mine on my dad's side and um I spent a few hours with him um he had um at this point like he had Alzheimer's really bad so. oh. and um he was still recognize certain people um he couldn't really communicate with him because he would only at this point he was only communicating in Spanish I don't know Spanish and it's I kind of ever since then I have just regretted not staying in Spanish in high school Ever since from that, I don't know. It's just like the why way did I never put two and two together that your freaking last name is Lopez? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is he speaking Spanish? You're black. Like, <laughs> so it's just like I feel like I should know it. I've been trying, um, been trying to learn. Luckily, uh, where I'm working now, there's a lot of people that speak Spanish there. So I've been like, I'm actually picking up on some of the words too That's now. Good. It's like just listening in on conversations and stuff. And um, when I spent a few hours with my granddad, I left and that was um, moving. It was really moving because um, he actually ended up uh, passing away three months later. Wow. And I um, was the last of his grandkids to actually see him. Mm-hmm. living i wasn't um able to make it back for the funeral unfortunately and um it was just like i don't know it's like one of those things where like you're really um thankful and i think from that's kind of like what set the tone as to like why i go on a lot of these like little different excursions because it's like you never know who you'll meet what or the play people that you'll get to see yeah and that sort of um in that moment so, um, that's definitely God right there. Yeah. Only God can order steps in such a way that, you know, it all yeah. works out perfectly. Like you, if you, you go all the way back to the Navy screwing up how they <laughs> set up <laughs> a schools, the person who failed a school, which had you held back a little, mm-hmm. held back waiting a little longer and even down to you connecting with the people that you connected with at yeah. the um was it hurts yeah the hurts with hurts like all of those things just, just worked. kind of working yeah him even living step. as long as he did you know all that stuff is God you yeah know? just like walking in his steps and it's um looking back like you that's like well you know it's it's only God that can do that. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, like, prior to that, it had been years since I seen my granddad. Prior to that. Wow. So, it was, um, it was definitely something, um, memorable. I will always remember, like, I remember every aspect. Like, I can replay that entire drive to see him and leaving to see him. That's crazy. To this day, I can replay all of it. Like, even all the way down to, like, the songs that are playing in the car, driving. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And... Uh, even adding into that, though, like... it, God playing into allowing you that opportunity to see him. Yeah. 
when he knew you wouldn't be able to get back for the funeral. Mm-hmm. Because, like, then think about it. That was several years now that if you hadn't gone back at that time that I you did, you would have never, never seen him. N- you wouldn't period. even seen his funeral. Exactly. And even still, like, looking back, like, there has not been a time since in which I've been able to really make it back to Alabama, really. Yeah. So, that was something. Um, the fourth one was, like, when I was in Germany. I, um, on my first appointment with the Marines... I got really sick and um, they thought it was something else which resulted in me being um, evacuated to Germany because they thought it was like a un- uncurable disease and everything. Wow. Yeah, it was that bad. And um, when I got to see what was in the chart, yeah, was, yeah they, were, they were thinking like, yeah, pretty bad. But um, it took them so long to get me there. To the point where I actually, I started feeling a little bit better when I was in Qatar waiting to get to Germany. That was my last flight. And uh, when I got to Germany, I had a slight relapse. But um, a few days later, got well enough to where they, um, the place where they had a staying is that uh, they would take the patients out every Saturday on various trips around Germany. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so we would get to go to um, Trier, Mainz, Saarbrück, and various other places. And then... Um, Got to put some of the German I learned in high school to use. <laughs> I took I, Latin. I yeah. never will get to put that to use. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, um, I loved it. Um, I loved the country. The people can be a little strange. <laughs> but um, they're pretty cool. People in Cali are strange. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, true. Counter that. Yeah. And um, while I was there, I uh, became friends with this one lady that worked in the hospital. And this other guy that worked there at the hospital, too. Um, the one guy, he was from France. And he uh, had told me about going to Mainz and stuff. And then he would take me on different little excursions around. And then um, there's the one lady. And she had ended up uh, connecting me with these other people. And then I ended up going to the city of Hamburg with them. And where I went to this, um, we went to some nightclub out there. And I ended up meeting this guy from Morocco and this lady from Russia. And we just... Hit it off? Just hit it off. The group of you? Like, yeah, were us, they together? Or they, all of you were now new friends? We were all became new friends. Because I ended up meeting the guy from Morocco first. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had ordered... Um, at the bar, I just got a Jack and a Coke. That's, I just wanted Jack and Coke. <laughs> and he had uh, made a comment... About like uh, he asked me what it was and I explained. I kind of looked at him like it's crazy because to me it was just like, it's just, like how do you standard. not know? Like everybody what knows what a Jack and Coke is. So <laughs> I was explaining it to him. Then we started talking and stuff and I asked him where he's from because he had an accent and he said Morocco. And then um, there was this other lady there and um, the two of them had already had met earlier that night. And then she had came over and then. Um, he introduced me to her and stuff, and then we started talking, and she had said she was from Russia. And they were just really cool people. Um, got to meet a few other people, people that they were there with and stuff. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of interesting because in that, it kind of showed me that you can go to other places outside of the U.S., and you can still build those connections. Like, right. you may not speak the same languages or dialects and stuff, but... Be at that point, you're communicating this through human interaction. 
just I like that the most basic forms like just body language eye contact those those little things and then you'll be amazed like you can have like a full conversation off of that even you don't have to even know sign language you you can have a full conversation and like we were all laughing together joking like it was just <laughs> I don't know it's like any, I, I understand yeah it was just like we all knew each other for for years and then um that night too like it's one of those nights in which I can remember very vividly and then um the next morning woke back up in Launstool and uh that was that pretty much with Jeremy definitely need to get back I recommend there too definitely it's a really clean country kind the food there is kind of bland my brother lived there for a little bit what part I would. not know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something I have to ask my mom. I know, like, uh, this was like a long time ago, but like Venus and Serena, when they were younger, mm-hmm. this this is when they were younger, and they had um, come to their school. So they had he had a picture of them with like this is like I'm telling you back in the day where they had braids with beads on their hair. Oh, so it was, <laughs> it was like really old school. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know where that was. Mm-mm. So, Mm-mm. those are your store current stories or stories that you have in the past. Yeah. Do you have any like plans for any other crazy things <laughs> coming up soon, um, or are you planning to jump anytime soon? Probably. Um... I'm definitely, uh, right now, hope within the next couple weeks, actually, uh, since my birthday's coming up, I'm trying to go to the Redwood Forest. Which birthday? Or the 14th of November. So okay. I'm trying to go up there for that. I'm not too sure if that's going to um, work out right now, but probably before the end of the year, definitely, because I have to check the expiration on that pass I have <laughs> for the national parks, too. And then, um, so just that one. And then, um, within the last, um, before I moved to Texas, actually, I was thinking about moving to Germany. I only didn't move to Germany because there's a whole bunch of things going on with my, um, documentation that was messed up and finally, it's finally getting ironed out. That's good. And, um... But you were also in a predicament at that time where you kind of had to make a decision. Yeah. Because of losing uh, the job at Tesla and stuff. Yeah, losing the job. And then plus um, my lease was up on the studio I had at the time oh, too. Yeah. And then it was like, there was like a whole bunch of things that I was just like, I need to do something. I just don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go and leave all of you people <laughs> for a while. So, um, yeah, I... um. As of in the last month, because um, I never dropped the idea, but within the last month, I have uh, decided that I'm going to attempt, I'm pretty much at this point 85% certain that I'm going to move to Europe. Probably right now I'm looking at either Spain or Germany. Um, I have a plan to where like I'll pretty much be debt-free. Nice. This time next year. 
Oh, cool. I'll be, there won't be any more deaths. The only thing will be the car payment. And then, of course. I mean, you can get rid of that. If- yeah. And the nice thing about the car payment is that actually the lease is up six months after that. Oh. And since I'm still pretty good friends over with the people at the VW dealership, um, I'm not too worried about that. Sound pretty lined up then. Yeah, so I'm going to um, pretty much. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to probably do it. I mean, at this point, I'm only thinking about doing um, going over there for like a year. Um, but I think like um, one of the things that kind of sparked it um is because like uh this past summer I met this guy. He was from Spain, and then we'd hang out, be talking and stuff, and he would um. Sh- share with various things that they did over there that they don't that they don't do here and stuff but things that we do over here that they don't do and that sort of thing oh okay okay and um what, what kind of stuff is like like um they don't take like the way americans approach work they don't do that like how we just overwork ourselves we just kind of like tell me about it yeah wake <laughs> up work go to sleep wake up work, work. Go, it's like that sort of thing and then um i think i feel like their way of life better aligns with the values i have as a mm-hmm. person like just kind of just savoring the moment just kind of just going out there and just doing whatever um with i almost was going to move to spain prior to me moving to california well actually my plan was move to california yeah. do 3 to 5 years then I want to move to Spain mm-hmm. for three to five years just to experience it. I visited Spain, however, for my birthday um, either a year or two ago. And it wasn't what I expected because I really sure. like the Latin Latina culture. And um, Spain is more uh, European. Yeah. And so all, what I was expecting to get wasn't there. But mm-hmm. I do remember when i was researching that they have a siesta at like that's, 2 p.m that's what he was telling and too. like at, at siesta pretty much people are going home at 2 p.m to take naps mm-hmm. shops are closed like everyone takes like a break, a break to themselves at 2 p.m and i was like hell yeah like mm-hmm. i want that like um but I really think doing something like that also kind of helps like the mental yeah aspect i, of I think jobs should have m- yeah more mental work days like it's it's better for productivity and mm-hmm. like i could go i could argue for that all day long um but it's america you know yeah <laughs> this like, is america yes yeah and it's good country but yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, let's, let's just cut that. Right yeah, there. and it's um, I don't know. So it's, I think I'm going to definitely do it. There's a lot of people already that have spoken out to where they're like, eh, they don't like the idea of it, but it's not their life. Yeah, and that's one of the things I think where people tend to get caught up is that they think that well, this person doesn't like it, that person doesn't like it, yada 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 yada. But I don't think, I mean, not to say that I don't value other people's opinions because I do value their opinions. Because I do think on it, um, I write about it, and it kind of helps me kind of look at other aspects or key points of whatever it is I'm thinking, yeah. or praying on or whatever. And it, um, 
I think it can be good to get that negative feedback. Yeah. To kind of help you plan out whatever it is that you're going to plan out. But at the same time, I don't think you should let that dictate whatever decisions. I think that if you, like the rule of thumb I use is if I'm, if an idea keeps bouncing into my head over the course of a year, if, or more, then I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to look into it, do it, or figure something out and start really planning. I think I have that same rule of thumb, just not... I never really classified it. It's if I get my family will tell you. So a thing about me, if I got an idea in my head, it don't matter what you tell me, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. even if it's wrong. I had a lot of people tell me, um, not to move to California and not to come here. But like even just today, life is not in a perfect place. I'm still struggling with things that I was struggling with back in North Carolina, yeah. but. I'm doing it in a place that I actually want to be in. Mm -hmm. And today I, I got to study on the beach in the middle of, I mean, in the beginning of November, where else are you going to do that? I watched the sun go down today. Like you can't tell me, I I can't do that in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. That's where I'm from. But it's just, if I would have stayed and listened to other people who were afraid to take risk, Mm -hmm. I would, I would be unhappy. Yeah. And today I was very happy. So it's just like... Yeah, and it's not to say that those people were... Because, like, everyone has, like, different things going on True. in their life. And maybe their life that's a better option for where their life yeah. is. But for me, it just wasn't. Yeah, because I look at... Like, the thing that I'm looking at right now is because... I mean, at the earliest I will do, it probably be, like, 2021. If that early. Late 2021. And at 2022, like, the lease on my Volkswagen's up. I'll be pretty much close to being done with school. Um, oh, there's, like, a, there's a whole bunch of things that are going to just be done. Aligned, yeah. Yeah. And at that point, like, I mean, it's just, a, and considering, you know, not married, no kids, not a serious relationship, like, I mean, what better time to do it than yeah, I agree. now? So. I agree, but I'm the frog, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna tell you the leak, but so yeah, I'm just um just that, and then um I don't know. It's just been ever since I don't know. It's just like I just like doing whatever it is. Yeah, don't be held back. I can agree with you. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's why we're having why we decided to have this conversation together and. I think people who don't think like us or people who are afraid of change or afraid to take a leap at times need to hear from people like us who do that so they can get a better understanding. And because sometimes, and I'll take this in both, in both ways. So sometimes we need to, just go for it. Just go for but it. But there are times when we need to be like other okay. people and we Enjoy need to take it. a step back Enjoy. and okay. plan and better prepare ourselves. And I think it's good for all of us to hear from each side. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know a lot of people from the other side because that's not me. And you tend to hang with people who are similar to you, True. but which is why I'm sharing this point of view. But 
I hope people understand our side a little bit better. Um, The ones who don't agree with us. Mm -hmm. And for us, I hope that we learn to listen to those other people too and to take some points and some tips from them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a lot of why I wanted to share this episode plus jump when you jump like we jump Mm -hmm. you are forced to have full faith in god um and it's just like it's literally it's literally the only thing the only thing that's gonna make anything work (laughs) out is god other than that i mean i don't know what to tell you so really that's like uh, people asking like how you gonna pay rent (laughs) i mean the tent's coming up I mean, I'm going to let them know I ain't got it. I mean, whatever. But, yeah. Because uh, it's been times in which, like, um, like for example, like, when I was... De- uh, sorry about that cutoff. <laughs> the application, apparently, you can't talk past a certain amount of time. And I... My episodes are typically smaller, so I wasn't aware of that. But Isaiah was saying... <laughs> right. <laughs> Just... You need to be quiet. But you were saying something about Uber. Yeah, because, like, when I got um, let go from Tesla, um, of course, I was doing Uber full time. And typically, um, you're not even busy on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And then just like you said, like, believing, trusting, having faith in God, like, I just be like, God, I mean, I have car payments coming <laughs> up so we need to make something Where are happen these people? <laughs> and like there money. were there was like a few weeks in which actually i was actually bringing in like a hundred bucks a night on a monday mm-hmm. on a tuesday typically nights nice in which people are not even supposed to be going out like where like where are you doing where are you going <laughs> and like i had like i was like it was just like i really i mean there was a drop in the income from working at Tesla and also having Uber. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. So. And it got you through till your lease was up. Yeah. Actually, and then so. Took me to Texas. And yeah, took you know, to Texas. Got you through a couple <laughs> weeks or so in Texas. But um, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to cut this episode off. I just hope you guys take more risk and Mindful. put more. Yeah, be more mindful. Don't be stupid. (laughs) Uh, That's not what I'm saying. Uh, Use your common sense and plan if you can. But like the episode is titled, fully rely on God. Put more, start putting more faith in God. It's easier to know and trust God Mm -hmm. when you force yourself to. It's hard to see how much you trust and believe in God or have faith in God if you're trying to work everything out on your own and I said try a lot of times and I know I'm not supposed to and I apologize but um like I said just believe in God trust in the Lord with all your heart Proverbs 3 and 5 I appreciate you guys for tuning in today and for listening I know this is a lot longer than normal but I think we said some really valid things and everything I say is valid (laughs) sure okay (laughs) but again thank you so much um 
subscribe, share, comment. Uh, I'm going to kind of preview to this, but I think I'm getting towards the end of my um, reign with the podcast, so this may or may not be one of the last episodes. But still share and subscribe because I, I've set some gold over this time frame. And if you can't tell that I'm very bold today, it's because, like I said, we had some wine, so... I'm feeling myself. But (laughs) anyway, thank you all for tuning in. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Vita's in. I can't say that. (laughs) Bye.